Hello everyone, I'm back, your boy Brandon back with another episode of Synced Uncut, and today we have a special one. So I've been waiting to dive in on this, but I'm going to start to telegraph one of my favorite subjects, and I got to be specific with it, um, but we're going to talk about leadership. Now it's a very broad subject, so as I begin to approach this, I'm going to essentially laser it down to very specific scenarios. So in this case, this discourse on leadership will be specific to relationships, namely someone you're dating, engaged to, or married to. So this is relational relation, relational leadership as applied to a significant other. Those are the parameters. So this is not leadership in a secular sense, such as in politics or in a business world or kind of a, a generic friendship or associate that you have with someone of the opposite gender. Not, not that those are different subjects, different uh, uh, circumstances, different type of uh, discourse. All right. This one here is specific to a significant other. Once again, the levels being someone you're dating, someone you're engaged to, someone you plan to marry or are married to. That is essentially the pillar this uh, conversation falls into. So with that said, I'm going to telegraph this out. Now, once again, it's not going to be the full fledged dive, a deep dive on, on leadership, just starting here and then eventually carving this out to other subjects. But this one here, I really want to tackle because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of misconstrued ideas about what leadership looks like in a male female dynamic. So the attempt here is to clear some of that stuff up. And so um, listen closely, take some notes, but really see the context I give this. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and define what it means to lead. All right. So it is to show someone the way the initiative on, uh, of action, an example for others to follow or to guide. Listen to that. All right. Let this sink in for a second. I'm repeat it one more time. When someone's leading or to lead means to show the way to take initiative in action to set an example for others to follow and to guide. Listen carefully to those those aspects of leadership. So within that embedded in, in that, what you should hear is the absence of a dictatorship. It's an absence. This isn't merely telling someone what to do, you know, barking orders, this kind of like monopoly on another person's behavior. I'm saying that because you hear a lot of that a lot of those ideas muddy the idea of leadership, especially out here in the secular world. And, you know, we have like, you know, some of the toxic masculine ideology that says that leadership means you get to bark orders at the other person. And they do it or toxic femininity or toxic feminists who might say that, you know, uh, leadership is uh, more so just someone acting as your superior. So these 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 ideas on it are wrong because it, it demonizes what leader, leadership, is, leadership is all about. We have two separate parties who are essentially giving extreme views on leadership with the attempt to discredit the other party. And so I want to just kind of essentially block that out because that's not what's actually going on here. Leadership essentially is is two people. This is why I call it relational leadership. Two people interconnected with the assumption that one person at various times will have more responsibility than the other. I'll repeat that again. It is a dynamic or an interconnectedness where two individuals assume and know that one person will assume more responsibility than the other. And obviously, the person who is the leader will ultimately have a bit more responsibility in some ways. And I'll break that down a bit more and give you some context to what that means. But essentially, that's what's going on here. Leadership 
in a significant other dynamic is an interconnectedness and interdependence. But one person, as I said, will have a bit more responsibility more often than not. That is not the absence of responsibility on behalf of the other person. It does not mean the other person will have moments where they have to take on more responsibility. We're talking in general more often than not. Why? Because it is their position or it is their job to lead. So if you're leading, which means you're initiating, you're the first, you're the foremost to do something, to act, you will end up taking on a bit more responsibility in comparison to the person who is going to be following you or trusting your leadership. Please let this sink in very deeply. Therefore, big picture, what leadership actually is in this scenario is participatory. I'll say it again. Leadership in this scenario being between a male and female in a relationship is participatory. Both are engaged, but how they engage in the direction they go, that's where the dynamic of leadership really begins to shine and play out. So let's go ahead and let's, let's extrapolate on that and, and let's apply it to um, a scenario. Okay. So let's take a biblical example. So now whether or not you believe in God, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't matter, for example, just look at the scenario I'm going to present towards you. So if you go to the book of Samuel, there's, an, uh, there's a scene here where, uh, to give you a little background details, um, God, a.k.a. the leader of heaven, has determined that one of the evil kings named Ahab is going to die. So God is sitting in, in, his, in his throne. You kind of picture this as I describe it. He's sitting on his throne. He's in the heavenly courtroom and he's discussing with his angels in this matter. Ahab is going to die today when he goes to battle. How should we make this happen? Picture that for me. I want you to really get a good picture in your mind as I describe this. Once again, this is about leadership. So God, as the king of heaven, he is the leader of all of heaven. And now he's on his throne discussing with his heavenly host, the angels, about an evil king whose time has come to pass to die in battle. And now he wants the input of his angelic host on how they should bring that to pass. You see that right there? You can see the leadership style. There is participatory. There is no someone just saying this is what's going to happen. Be done with it. No longer to talk about it. Uh, uh This is a leader who is God, who is asking for the strategy on how to bring about something that he wants to happen. Participatory. So now we see guidance being being played a role. Now, no, no, remember before I just mentioned before that. That leadership is about guiding. So God has already decided we're guiding this situation toward an execution, a death, a righteous judgment. His lifespan is going to come to an end. That's the outcome we want to get. But he is delegating the strategy to someone else. So this here should show you right there a very simple example. This is not a dictatorship. Now, ultimately, the final end game is decided, but the person leading does not necessarily just do all of the work, all of the thinking, all the decision making. That's how it goes. You see? And so you hear about leadership styles, you know, being like that and actually very incorrect. And I want to dispel that. You see, in this case, we see that it is two people once again engaged and they're both acting accordingly. You see? And now they're trying to bring a common goal to end. But I also mentioned before how that when you're a leader, more the responsibility is on you. So we see that even here in the example of God in heaven, <clears throat> excuse me, in heaven, sitting on his throne. 
the more responsibilities on him because ultimately he's deciding the outcome, the final destination. And together with his heavenly counsel, they're coming up with a strategy, but he's receiving input from them on how they should go about it. You see, so that ability to decide the final spot, the final destination, the end game, there's an extra allocated responsibility there because you are leading. So think that through very carefully and see how leadership can play out like that. So now you can kind of port that and apply that to your relationship or whatever that might be. Let's say you do come from a traditional thought or a traditional mind frame. And I, I sometimes I tiptoe around traditional because it might trigger certain thoughts in people's mind, but myself, right? I do come from the school of thought where I do feel that at least in the, in the dynamic of a relationship, the man should lead. All right. So with that said, you know, um, if you come from that same school, even if you don't, you can still learn from this. But if you come from the school, same the same school of thought, apply that to your relationship or the relationship you tend to have. And you can begin to see that when you're in that position, it's not a matter of you just being being the recipient of ideas and orders, quote unquote orders, you know, or thoughts or whatever it may be. And you just have to carry it out. That's not what's going on here. And that's what I want to dispel to kind of add some more coloring around that. So let's kind of just elaborate a bit more now that you see that um, leadership is participatory. Let's dive in a bit deeper. Now, another part of the definition I mentioned was that leadership is initiative of action. So someone who initiates means they are the first to get there. So if something comes up, there's an issue, there's a task to be done. They're the first to move. They're the first to get there. Now, we see that play out very simply. You may, may have overlooked it. Let's take dating, for example. Uh, let's say you're, uh, let's say, just use myself as an example. Let's say I'm on a date with a young lady and we're going to a restaurant. Before we walk in, what happens? Boom, I get to the door. We're both going to the door, but what happens? I get there first. I open it for her. Why? Because I'm initiating. We're going to a place that I picked out or maybe she did, but I'm still the first to get there. I'm going to open the door for her. Then she walks in once again. Even something as simple as that is taking leadership. I'm the first to get there. doesn't mean that she can do it, but as a leader, there's certain deferences that you're giving the other person as being the leader. I open the door. You see that? Let's take another example. Let's say we're on the date. The date goes well. The bill comes out. It's time to pay. Don't worry. I'll pay for it. Right there. Once again, I'm the first to get there. I'm taking initiative. No worries. I'll pay the bill. Why? Because I'm the leader. I'm the first person to address something because I need to get there first as being the initiator. Now, now peel that back and you should notice something here within that dynamic. Me being first and being the initiator or the foremost person to do something, does that necessarily mean that the other person is incapable? No, it does not. Of course, the lady can open the door for herself, for herself. Of course, you know, she, her, you know, her being employed, she has the ability to pay for a date. Nevertheless, as the leader, I'm going to get there first. I'm going to do that for the person because I'm foremost. So that should show you that in leadership, it doesn't necessarily mean that the recipient of your leadership is incapable. Please let that sink in. Leadership does not make does not always mean inefficiency or or um, a lack of ability. As you can see, in both cases, the, the other partner or the female is very much capable of doing that. Nevertheless, the person who's leading is going to do it for them. 
Once again, there's assumed extra responsibility, as I just said before. The leader takes on a bit more. So I say that and I emphasize that to help both men and women who are engaged in a leadership type of dynamic help you to understand that there should no way be a feeling of inferiority or insult of the person who is receiving leadership. Neither should it be feelings of superiority of the person giving leadership. Why? Because to be a leader does not always mean that the other person is incapable. Let's get that out of our minds. Modern day thinking, modern day philosophy on leadership, especially when it comes to relationships, will try to tell you that you, a, a woman receiving certain type of differences is an insult to her ability, an insult to her dignity. That is completely false. And I want to clear that up now. That is not true at all. It's a courtesy and assumed extra responsibility as a person who's willing to lead. So it applies in both cases. Sometimes a person who's leading may have an expertise that the other doesn't have. And so to utilize it, but not all the time. You see, it's not so black and white. People try to make leadership in this black and white, very absolute form. And that's not what it is. It's a dynamic. That's why this is called relational leadership. It's a relationship, which means there's some movement here. There, there's, there's a flow. There's a seesaw effect going on. And so you take a deeper dive at it, you start to see this thing is a lot more cohesive and a lot more malleable than it, than it, might, than it might appear at first. So now begin to put that in your mind as well. Realize that someone who you're in a relationship with in a leadership type of fashion, we need to think beyond skill set. Skill set is very important, but it's bigger than that as well. It's more so about the other person willingly taking on most of the responsibility or a majority on whatever percentage you want to apply to that. You see, so if you start to see that, you know, even from like, you know, a physical standpoint, a male providing protection or an economic standpoint, a man uh, providing um, above and beyond the financial capabilities of his female, you start to see how. Even in that there, the hypergamous nature of a female, it fits in very well because more often than not, I'll never use blanket statements, an exception to all the rule. So please keep in mind, I'm speaking in generalities, but more often than not, women, when they seek a significant other, they look for someone more advanced to themselves. By advanced, I mean physically more advanced, which is why women tend to pick, well, obviously men are bigger than women, but there's, there's a preference for a man of a certain height, or at least taller than herself, or a man with a bit more economic strength, AKA a man who makes more. Why is that? The hypergamous nature is conducive to the leadership that men can provide. Once again, if a man is taking on more responsibility, it matches well with that inward drive for a female to pick a man who can who can advance, who can, who can produce things on a level higher than herself. So the two parts work together extremely well. Please see how that fits. And please see, this is not an attack or an insult on a female's dignity, her capability, her intelligence. It is not. I emphasize that part because uh, I hear a lot about that. I hear a lot about this type of idea of leadership or masculinity that somehow involves this insult of the other person's, whoever it may be, an insult of, uh, you know, their very framework, their constitution. That's not, not what this is. This, once again, it's a dynamic and dy dynamic can ebb and flow in different ways. So let that part sink in. Think very, think very carefully about what I just outlined there. And so 
as we begin to think about this relational leadership, within that, you'll start to see that there's a sense of uh, accountability built in on both parties. You know, you see it's twofold. So on behalf of the leader, if, if a person or a man esteems to put himself or wants to be in a leadership position for someone, someone, uh, someday or at some point, it's incumbent upon them to cultivate themselves into a leader, understand what leadership is about, have a good understanding of themselves, build their skill set, understand what power is actually meant to do, because to be in leadership is to have power, understand it right. And if a person or a male understands that right, there should be no fear of power abuse or no fear of any type of mistreatment if his if his if his movements or his ideas come from a righteous place it eliminates all of that you see then on behalf of the person who's a recipient of that leadership it's incumbent upon them once again they must understand what leadership is they must understand themselves here's the kicker they must have the wisdom and judgment to appropriately choose the right person who they're willing to have participatory leadership with yes on behalf of the women, you have, <clears throat> you have to make sure you're picking the right person who you trust in that role because it's about trust at the end of the day. Why do I emphasize trust? Because think about it simply. You're dealing with two people and obviously not everyone's going to think alike. It's impossible. Not everyone's going to agree on everything. There will be moments where they're going to be possibly a disagreement or a different idea on an approach or an outcome. And guess what? There will be times where you might have to say, you know what? I disagree, but I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go your way. I'm going to listen or I'm going to go ahead. We're going to we're going to flow in that direction wherever you want. You see? And it takes trust to do that. But when you trust a person and they've demonstrated that to you over a amount of time, that rapport is built, it's going to be a lot easier to get there versus having misgivings about their leadership, which is why I'm emphasizing whoever you pick out, you have to make sure that they're operating on a certain level. And when that kind of uh, when that kind of disagreement or kind of change of idea comes along, you're willing to delegate. You see, now, once again, I'm speaking in general, I'm not advocating saying that every single time there's a disagreement, just go with the man says. Once again, if you're thinking that that's that black and white thinking in your mind needs to get driven out. That's not what I'm talking about. This is not dealing in absolutes. There are all there could be very well be many situations I can think of or that could present themselves where it's still better to uh, go with the side of your significant other being female. You see, it, it does happen. There's exceptions to every rule. I'm speaking in general. In general, you, 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 <laughs> we can always poke holes at any argument, come up with some anomaly where it doesn't apply. That's anything. Give me any subject. I, I'll, I'll pick apart your argument. That's what I'm going here. We're speaking in general. These are things you want to think about and think about different situations you'll be in with that person and how you will respond. You got to give thought experiments. You got to think it through and you got These are things you have to kind of just iron out over time. And make sure you get to the point where, okay, we hit some tough spots. I already know how we can handle this. You see, like playing a sport. Okay, we get to the playoffs. We know exactly how to get this championship. There's, there's, there's experience that goes into that. All right. So think about that part now. Once again, just to reiterate, there's responsibility on both parts. The leader must cultivate himself to be a leader. And those who are going to be recipient of a certain type of leadership, just put it in simple words, make sure it's a good fit for you. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Make sure there's a trust, there's a rapport and a respect comes down to respect. There's a respect that's there that, you know, hey, I'll be OK, you know, foregoing certain things that I held that I hold to be very true. 
that the accountability aspect and then obviously bringing it back to the leader side there be moments where guess what bro <laughs> you probably got it wrong maybe you need to forego that thought and and listen to your to your wife your girlfriend or whatever the case may be once again i can't go into all the intricacies of that because we're talking about a million different scenarios and how that could play out and situations rarely repeat themselves over time so i can't go into all of that i can tell you just big picture because a true leader is self-aware and, and a self-aware leader knows when he's wrong and knows he needs to correct himself and knows when he needs to listen. You see? So once again, what I'm emphasizing here is it's not a dictatorship. It's not an absolute power that's that is, you know, independent of everything else. Leadership is participatory. So both people have responsibility. The leader would just have a bit more. And more to you could be 2%. It could be 30%. I don't know. It's your relationship. Every relationship is different. But I'm just telling you, big picture, this is what you can expect. And these are the things you should be thinking about. Let that sink in thoroughly. You see? Okay. So begin to really reiterate, you know, these ideas to yourself. You see, make sure that you're positioning yourself in a place mentally and 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 just um, in your overall constitution, your constitution, essentially your belief system and how you problem solve and your strengths and your weaknesses. That's your constitution. Make sure, excuse me, make sure you're positioning yourself to be able to be in this role effectively. You see? So once again, this is not just for those who believe that leadership in a relationship dynamic should be delegated toward a man. Even if you don't believe that, that's fine. But nevertheless, just think about this. Let it process. And maybe you want to take some pieces of this and apply it to your, your situation accordingly. I don't know. I'm just telling you from a frame of reference where I'm coming from and should help you to see a bit better about how leadership should really look like. It should be an enjoyable thing for both parties. Once again, the kind of big picture, kind of round this out. You see, it's not an absolute in a sense that it's not a dictatorship. It's collaborative. It's participatory. One party member will have a bit more responsibility more often than not. To what degree that will vary from relationship to relationship. You know, a leader takes initiative, which means they're the foremost and first to get there. And that does not mean that the recipient of that leadership is lacking that particular skill or ability. It does not mean that. It does not mean that the person who receives uh, who's the recipient of a leadership is somehow inferior or incapable. It does not mean that it should not be shameful on behalf of that person feeling like they can't do something because they're trusting someone else to do that. It is not that. For the leader, it does not mean that you are better than or superior and in value to the other person. It does not mean that <laughs> I'm mapping this stuff out because these are the thoughts that are out there and it's muddying what leadership is all about. And I don't like it. It makes it toxic and leadership was never meant to be toxic. It's a very eloquent, beautiful and powerful force that everybody should be using. So if you had any of those ideas I just listed, get it out your mind. You heard the wrong thing. I'm here to tell you, I don't care who it came from. God bless her soul. Could have been mom, could have been dad. They told you the wrong thing. And if you apply those thoughts that I told you should be excluded, you're only going to hurt yourself. It's going to set you back. It's going to make you look bad. And you don't want that. So there's two ways you can learn. <laughs> you can learn through teaching someone telling you, or you can get out there and mess up and learn that way. It doesn't take a million mistakes. Sometimes it even take one mistake to learn something. You just got to have ears to kind of pick up on what's true. And you can do that. You see? So 
let this sink in. Think about it. Like I said, this wasn't meant to be, um, you know, an extreme deep, you know, 20 leagues under the sea dive on leadership just to telegraph the basics of what leadership looks like in a relationship dynamic dealing with your, with your significant other. And even if you're not a fan of the idea of men leading, well, you know what? To put this on the shelf, maybe you revisit another day, maybe you won't. But nevertheless, I still think there's some key points in here that you can use. And those who do come from more of a thought of preferring a man to lead or men who want to be the leader in a relationship, take what I'm saying right here. Think about what I'm saying right here. Re-listen to this over and over again and get this down now. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be a teenager. You can be a grown man, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus years old. We all can continuously build and cultivate our own spirit of leadership because it's a real skill. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of moving. You see, and it's something we all got to keep getting better at. So the better we get at it, the only it's only going to help everybody. So I want to help everybody out. <laughs> Everyone's going to get better from this. So that's kind of uh, my leadership talk one on one. Once again, relational leadership, interconnectedness. It's a dynamic. You see, it's, col it's collaborative, participatory. You see, it's an exchange of ideas. It's a trust factor. It's all that rolled up into one. And if you implement it, it's going to turn out good. The best pie you ever eat. So. That's that. Like I said, keep this short and sweet. Think about it. Take some notes. Re-listen to this one. And you'll start to see this is the good stuff. This is how you want to think. You want to keep it healthy. You want to keep it balanced. And you want to keep it precise. That's how you lead. That's how you grow. That's all I got for you today. We'll revisit the subject again. But I just really want to get us started on the ideas of leadership. I'm out. You all have a happy new year. And I will see you in a 2023. It's only going to get better. Peace out.